the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together to help our world through this crisis. Episode number 24, The Crowd Grows, The Toy Store Has Magic. The next morning, Phoebe awoke to the irritating beeping of her cell phone alarm. She had set it before going to sleep for the first time since her return. Oh, this phone. That's all it's good for. Nothing else works. I see Shannon and Jasmine texting their friends. What's the matter with my phone? I just thought we had no service near the forest. She sat on the side of the bed, wanting to go back to sleep. But then the memory of the day before washed over her like a wave. Life seemed to be moving very fast, just the way she liked it. This was the kind of world she had dreamed of, and she intended to make the most of it. I need a new pair of shoes and some decent clothes. What will I wear for this party? It's making me nervous. Before 10 o'clock, Phoebe was out of the house and walking toward town. At the store, Gilligan showed her the opening of the daily routine, and by 11 they were ready for business. But no business came their way. Once again, the weather was beautiful. Phoebe set up the book giveaway. The gate was open, and the signs were all in place, but not a single person came into the store. Gilligan read a book beside the cash register, looking depressed. He probably thinks yesterday's crowd was a -a once-in-a-million fluke, an accident that will never happen again. But I don't mind sitting here in the sun. I think I'll read a few pages of Peter Pan. I love the beginning. So this is how you spend your time. Let me check this out. Your books aren't even sorted properly. Second graders can't read Treasure Island or anything like it. I'm going to be a teacher and I should be running this table. Please, here, take this chair. You're in charge. Oh, I'll have this straightened out in a minute. And you'll have customers soon. Tom Winkle set up a playdate for Lucy, Tiny, and Kayla. Guess where? Tell me. Right here. Tom says it's the most fun place, so they should be along any minute. Lucy was here yesterday. Why didn't I get to come? I should have called you. It's my fault. What book did Lucy choose? I'll look it up for you. Let's see. 
Lucy Winkle. She chose Good Night Moon. We had the same book at home. Abby was just reading it to me last night. Abby? She was at your house? Kayla! 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 Tiny ran across the courtyard to greet Kayla and her mother Ellen at the gate. Tell me about Abby. I have no way to get in touch with her. Don't discuss Abby around other people. Keep your voice down. Abby was asking me how to get in touch with you. I already knew you were working here, and I told her. She said it's too public. So I said, go to your house. But she says Penny doesn't like her. I even brought up the party. But warned her, that would be much too public. But I'm afraid Abby's hooked on that idea. She had a gleam in her eye and asked me all sorts of questions. She's very determined to see you, but I don't know why. One thing I did see, she was excited when I said you got a job here. She also wanted to know about Reverend Tuck, but now I'm scared. Because Tiny thinks Abby's coming to the party, and I can't keep it a secret. Because then I'll have to tell Tiny why it's a secret, and she'll get upset. Ellen and Kayla and Tom Winkle surrounded the book table. Look, Kayla, any book you want. And inside they have the doll's house. It's just like the one in Two Bad Mice. It's got little plates and forks and clothes and even chairs and a clock. They don't have two bad mice here. But look, the tail of Peter Rabbit. I want that one. But I already chose. You can take it, Kayla. Just sign the form with the name of the book. Phoebe. This bunch of kids have come in through the back door looking for you. They want soccer goals, cones. I don't know what you have going on out there, but you better go talk to them. Oh, Glenda, please, please stay at the table for a while. I'm in over my head. Um, we're all kind of hungry. We promised lunch. I want to stay. Can we eat here? We just got here. I want to stay. Can't we eat here? My grandpa will bring food. He always does. You'll see. Please, I want to stay. How did I get that reputation? But it's okay. Glenda, make a list and I'll get it. Don't worry about me. I'll be in the backyard. Phoebe picked up the goals and the cones and the whistle from the basement and hurried outside. Once again, Luis was the referee, and two teams of three had a game going. They had goals made by sticks pounded into the ground. 
Phoebe whistled the game to a stop and presented the folding goals. These sticks are a little dangerous. If someone fell on one, or a shot made it fly through the air? Everybody in here, let's see what she thinks. Okay, Phoebe, outside tackling, here or not? Definitely not. This is just for fun. And on a small field, no one will be able to dribble if they can get slide tackled. And my boss will forbid soccer here if we have an injury, any sort of injury. Hear that, Nico? Chris? Clear enough? Hey, Nico started it. If you don't call it, others will do it. Good point. I'll call it for now. In fact, it will be an automatic yellow card. And a red card if the tackle hits the player. My father will come looking for us. He promised Jasmine, Helen, and me lunch at Sammy's. I'll tell Gilligan at the desk. Don't worry. I like it here. Pero more players will come. And I can't ref all the games. Your boss will have to pay me. Or somebody. Also, a team may even want to practice here. Mario says he's too busy to coach Jasmine, Shannon, and Helen's team this fall. So, they need a coach. We'd have to raise some money. I coached a girls team near Northern State this past season. But Gilligan's my boss. I'll talk it over with him. Louise, please rough another game and I'll see what I can do. Phoebe retreated into the store and found Gilligan with a line of customers. We got parents out front looking for their children. You better take care of that quick. Got it. Phoebe stepped out the front door and saw a fair crowd. Glenda was busy at the book table and Tom and Lucy and Tiny and Ellen and Kayla were all eating around the Domino's table. Two children to a chair. There she is. Phoebe, we need a few more chairs over here. Two men were sitting on a bench, looking around with a worried look. A tall father surveyed the crowd in frustration. Phoebe introduced herself and met Terence, Shannon's father and manager of her team, and his partner Anthony, Helen's father. Phoebe walked them to the backyard. She signaled to Luis, who whistled the game over. The group crowded around. Dad, what took you so long? We're starving. I didn't know they had soccer back here. What a nice idea. Can the boys come to Sammy's with us, Dad? It's been fun here, and they're hungry too. What do you think, Tony? I can split it with you. Yeah, good idea. And we'll come back soon to talk to you, Phoebe. Hopefully when it's less busy. This setup is a surprise. I never saw anything like it. Could be a nice thing for our neighborhood. Um, maybe tomorrow, Terrence? Uh, late in the day? Anytime. And let me give a special word of thanks to Lewis. 
I'll recommend him to my boss. We need him already. As Phoebe watched the group depart, she thought about Sammy's recent comment that the stores used to help each other. Used to? It's happening now? Phoebe, help. I'm late to visit Tiny's grandparents. I don't want to go. I like it here. Do we have to? Yes, we have to. I owe you a million favors. Thank you. Thank you. She noticed that the books on display were looking a bit sparse. But she hadn't the energy to open the last box. Traffic continued in and out of the store as the shadows lengthened in the courtyard. The air was cooler and breezy. The older men had taken over the dominoes table and had a game going. Phoebe looked up and saw Dr. Bear surveying the courtyard. Dr. Bear! Great to see you. Thanks for visiting. I wish I were here just to chat and see the way you've brought this place back to life. Someday I'll have to figure out how you do it. But today, I'm sent here on party business. Penny remembers there are chairs and tables here at the store and hopes we can borrow them. I told her it wasn't fair to ask you on your first week on the job, but she insists and wanted to come herself. So as a compromise, I took the mission and asked her to stay away. It's perfectly okay to refuse. I'm just doing my duty. Hmm, let me see. Let's try catching Gilligan while he's free. Phoebe led the way to Gilligan at the cash register. Dr. Bear, thanks for coming in. What can we do for you? Dr. Bear looked nervously at Phoebe. It's about the party. I forgot to mention it yesterday. Oh, the party? Your mother called me a few days ago. Yes, that would be tomorrow night, wouldn't it? I told her I'd be there, but it slipped my mind what with all we have going on here. I have an idea. You know, the party is supposed to be a welcome home party for me. And it turns out that my mother and sister have invited all our friends from these many years. By the time we arrive after closing the store, a big crowd will be there. They're going to offer me a toast or something. And I'll probably have to say a few words. And why don't I announce that I'm working for you now at the store? I'll invite all the guests to visit soon and buy items on sale, and enroll in activities. What do you think? I appreciate it, thank you, but uh, what activities do you mean? Well, we'll have a library with out loud reading for children. We'll have arts and crafts for children, and soccer for young teens and holiday festivals. One thing I can tell you, we'll need help. Very true, but we already have a few volunteers. Gilligan already knew Phoebe too well to think this was the end of the conversation. He waited. Oh, and another thing. 
Penny needs chairs and tables for the party. We can load some in Dr. Bear's car, just as a gesture of goodwill. What do you think, Dr. Bear? I think it's a splendid idea. You have no idea how many people will be there by 8 o'clock, and Phoebe's the guest of honor. Okay, then. And you know, I sincerely appreciate what you're doing here. My work hours are so busy, and then on the weekend, I just collapse with nothing to do. I saw that sign in your window. The one that says, enjoy yourself, create a picture today. I think I'll look at your art materials and perhaps come back and buy on the weekend. Oh, uh, Phoebe, no tables in my car, please. It's built for comfort, you know. I'll send Jim over here with the Jeep. Phoebe walked Dr. Bear to the sidewalk and gave her a hug. On her way back, she said hello to the group of dominoes players enjoying the evening breeze. She invited them all to the party, even though they probably knew about it already. Chester Peterson stood up for a private chat with Phoebe. He looked around suspiciously, as if someone might overhear their conversation. I wouldn't pass up the chance to see your father again. I've got some questions to ask him. Okay. Phoebe wasn't sure how to handle Chester's conspiratorial air. Oh, you've still got a lot to learn, but you'll get there. I can see you're a quick learner. The big game is coming, you know, this year. You'll catch up quick. Walking back inside the store, Phoebe realized she was still missing the heart of the mystery around her. I still don't really know what's going on in this town. And with Abby coming to the party, I've got responsibilities. I sure hope I can handle them.
just like the first dawn. Come and join in the story. The long night is Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, www.protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.